We continue with the train from nowhere story. Steve and Emily have been walking in the forest of screams where they've encountered a creature named Bucky. Now they're heading further into the forest to find the old staff. Chapter 7, Screams and a Staff. As Steve and Emily continue in the forest with Bucky following behind, the screams become much stronger. It eventually gets to the point where it is so difficult for the kids to concentrate, and they begin to get dizzy. I don't know if we can continue on like this. I think we need to leave before I start going insane, like Azor said. We have to be close to the staff now. The screams are so loud. They begin to walk aimlessly around, but finally Steve notices that Bucky is standing in one place and thinks it is odd. Is Bucky not bothered by the screams? Steve walks around Bucky, staring at the tree next to him. And about three quarters of the way around, he notices a glow in the tree right by Bucky. The staff! It's in the tree! Or maybe it is the tree! Emily, come over here, quick! Steve's mind clears up just long enough for him to focus on grabbing the tree, which is really the staff. And once he gets it in his hand and pulls it out, the screams stop instantly. Steve and Emily fall to the ground. Being so dizzy, they just drop. It's as if the screams had been holding them up. As they lay on their backs, they see what appears to be spirits rising above them. Thank you. We have been screaming for help for a very long time. And now you have freed us from this prison. The spirits three of them float away. Wow, that was amazing! They must have been in here a very long time if they named it the Forest of Screams. Yeah, I think Bucky led us to the staff. There might be something more about this bird than we know. The kids are so tired from the day and decide to rest in the forest that evening. They feel much safer with the screams now gone and that they hadn't seen any creatures the whole time they were in there outside of Bucky. They find a place to lay down and fall asleep quickly. The next morning, the forest is alive when they wake up. Overnight, the trees had grown leaves, and small ferns and other plants were now growing. The screams must have prevented the forest from living a normal life, says Emily. Yeah, I think it did. Wow, this is crazy. We should be making our way back. We need to get back to Azor and ultimately Lyris. But the navigation back through the forest the way they came was even more difficult now with all of the foliage in their way. It took some time, but they finally made it back to where they entered into the forest. They could see Azor, but he was not alone. There were the four men that they saw in the inn near him, and it appeared that Azor was tied up. Steve, what are we going to do? I don't know. Maybe we should try a different way and head back to the mountain. We can't leave Azor. He's helped us so much, says Emily. You're right. Yeah, but I don't know how we're going to defend ourselves against those four men. They decided to make their way out of the forest and face up. Azor, are you okay? And who are these men? Azor did not respond, but moves his eyes to the other side of the forest. Hey, kids, said one of the men. We've been waiting here for you and your friend. Yeah, I believe you have a few things for us. That's not true. That's our stuff. We can make this easy or very difficult, said the man. 
You hand us the items, and we'll let you and your friend live. If not, then we get the items, and we eliminate you from ISO. Emily and Steve look at each other and decide to run. They run back into the forest and run through it to the other side, furthest away from the men. They could feel and hear a few of the men chasing them in the forest. They finally reach the edge and make their way out, but one of the men was waiting for them there. I have them right here! Just then the other men come from behind and grab both the kids. You had to make this difficult, didn't you? said the man. Hey, Torin, go grab the horses and wagon. We have some riding to do. Okay, Clinton, I can do that. Clinton grabbed the items from the kids and placed them in a satchel that was attached to one of the horses. They tied up the kids and Azor and put them in a wagon. Azor, you all right? Why didn't you try and warn us? Says Emily. I was not even sure you were going to make it out of the forest alive. Nor was I sure how I was going to warn you. We never talked about that in our plan. Torn, you go right ahead. We need you to finish them for good, yelled Clinton. The wagon jerked to the right, and Steve looked out and noticed that they were headed toward a small lake. The wagon's speed picked up, and at the last minute, Torn unhooked the wagon from the horse, and the wagon went right into the lake several feet. <laughs> the wagon was slowly sinking. Oh no, how are we going to get out? We're tied in. We're starting to go under. Torn watched from the shore for a bit as the wagon went under the water completely. After a few minutes, he decided there was no way anyone was going to be able to make it out of there. He turned away. He rode to catch up with the group. Meanwhile, in the wagon, an unexpected guest had been a stowaway. Bucky started pecking the rope that Steve was tied up in just before they went underneath the water. He continued pecking until the rope loosened and Steve was able to untie himself. He helped Emily while Bucky helped Azor. They were all able to get above the water just before they ran out of air. Good thing we practiced holding our breath at Grandma's pool, or we would have never made it. They were so grateful for Bucky, who had helped them a second time now. They swam to the shore and looked to see if the men were still around. They were gone now, and the group decided they needed a rest before they could continue. I don't know how we're supposed to catch up with them now. They got all our items. What are they planning to do with them? I believe there are more than one after these. Cole would find much use with them. And for now, they will rest and regain their strength before they try to catch up with them. This concludes Chapter 7, Screams and a Staff, from A Train from Nowhere Story. This podcast features the song A Dinner and a Rabbit by Mute Stare, available under Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial License. We hope you enjoyed this episode from the Stories from the Woods podcast. Please leave us a review, and as always, continue to listen to our next episode.